Hey Matt, do you do you do anything good for for the society? For the society? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I give some money to charity. Uh, you know, I usually give some money to people on the street. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to, and I try to be nice to people. Mm. I suppose. Well, that's good, but you could be doing some investing at the EIB Group. We do things like impact investing, and that's supposedly good for society. Impact investing? What's that? Well, let's ask Uli Gravenmarter. Uli is the Deputy Director of Equity Investments in the European Investment Fund, part of the EIB Group. He heads investments in technology and innovation and also oversees our impact investments. One of the trendy things now for people to invest in, like the inter- internet was, uh, uh, is is the sharing economy. You know, sharing sharing of cars, sharing of rooms, sharing of whatever whatever assets are are out there. Can you can you talk a bit about that? Just what is what is the sharing economy, and uh, what kind of potential do you see in that? Because that's something that in various sectors of the economy is is attracting a lot of venture capital. Well, I think the sharing economy is um, is something which is a kind of necessity uh, given the evolution of our society. We are short of resources. So we need to make better use of resources, and uh, uh, in doing so, um, we need to, we need to have some some creativity. I think that, that the starting point, uh, if you want to, to to capture the sense of the shared economy, is um, if you look at what everything that you own, from cars, fridge, um, your toys, everything that you that that, that you look at. You need to be aware that 95% of every item that you know that 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 you, that you own is at every second of the day not in use. If you look at the um, efficiency of use that you take out of the assets that you own, we're doing a very bad job because 95% of what we own is not working capital at any point in time of the day. And that's something which is um, questioned by the um, shared economy business models, where you say that rather than having all your items that you own being non-productive for Mm -hmm. a big portion of the time that that you own them, you can actually, by sharing them, make them useful for your own purpose, but also for the purpose of society. Well, you mentioned society there. Let's talk a little bit about uh, impact investing because that has a societal angle tell us what is impact investing well impact investing is precisely an investment approach that seeks to consider next to the financial return perspective that you pursue with an investment uh, the benefit that uh, actually you make for society with that investment and very for a very long time, that has been mixed up with philanthropy and uh, being kind of classified as being a charity type of uh, investment activity. Um, and in the beginning, I think um, that pr- probably something like 15 years ago, that was very much uh, so the case. It was a kind of way of giving back to society. I think what uh, impact investing has evolved to meanwhile is that we found out that um, um, 
the um, sustainability of society is not so long anymore, a, not, not so much anymore, a question of um, uh, how we are going to deal with uh, the things that depend on charity or do not depend on charity. Uh, the responsiveness that we have to societal needs, needs has become a factor of competitiveness for our businesses. In a way, you can look at it that, uh, that way. If you look at consumer behavior sh uh, changing, if you look at uh, the constraints that we are facing on the kind of uh, resource side, if we look at the demographic challenges that we have, uh, refugees crisis and things like that, uh, going forward, we need to be aware that um, um, most of our um, value that we are going to create in businesses will be equivalent to the value that those businesses create so to society. Some years ago, there were companies or there were funds, investors, that wouldn't invest in, in tobacco companies, others that wouldn't invest in apartheid South Africa going back even further. But this is to, is to take that moral stance, but also then to turn it into something that's actively profitable, essentially. Yeah, that's precisely the, the, the shift that has taken place. Um, responsibly investing 10, 15 years ago was about excluding sin businesses from an investment approach. He said that we don't want to do tobacco, we don't want to do weapon, we don't want to do alcohol, we don't want to do uh, prostitution, whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. um, and that was something which was perceived by the business community as being a limitative factor because basically it has been excluding you from a kind of universe of investors. The impact investment approach is different. It is actually uh, trying to make tangible in the business model and hence also to the investors who invest in that business model the value that um, those businesses create through concrete solutions to society. So but what the, sort of sectors would those be in? Sorry, Ella. The, the, this, this wouldn't simply be in um, kind of social programs or those kinds of things. It, it's, there are a lot of environmental sectors that would be involved here. Um, that's precisely the thing. Everybody thinks that impact investment is an asset class in itself. Actually, impact investing is not an asset class. Impact investing is an investment approach hmm. where you basically try to um, assess the value that uh, a business model creates in form of solutions to society and how this value can actually translate it all, be translated also to value for the investors that invest in that company. Could you give us a couple of examples? Um, if you look at the um, situation of uh, the Amsterdam airport a few years ago, who was trying to, um, uh, to refit its lighting equipment in, in the airport. And they actually made a tender out there in the market and asked for proposals of having that uh, refitted. And actually the company that won this tender did not even respond to the tender because they wanted to sell basic. They want to have, actually have companies that sold them the new lighting equipment. Mm -hmm. And they got an offer from a company, company that um, is uh, not too unknown called Philips that actually refused to make them an offer for selling them the lighting equipment. But instead, they offered them to sell them light. So they said, you are going to specify for me what type of light, in what density you would like to have at every moment of the day in whatever place in the airport. And we are going to make that available to you. And you pay us for that. But we retain the ownership of the lighting equipment. Hmm. Think of it, what impact this has on the business model. If you sell to somebody a light bulb, how long would you like the light, light bulb to last? You would like it to last 25 months. Why 25 months? Because warranty expires after 24. 
If that is your business model, and if you base your economic growth model as a business owner on that, you actually need to bring to the market products that become technically obsolete at mm -hmm. a certain point in time where you're no longer resp responsible for it functioning. Mm -hmm. So that's if, actually creating more waste. And that's creating more waste. Now think of it in the proposal that I was just referring mm -hmm. to for the lighting of the airport uh, uh, in Amsterdam. If you actually sell the availability of light and if you are the seller of that service, how long would you like your light, light bulb to last? Forever. Because as long as the light bulb gives light, you don't have to replace it. And actually, you cash in the service fee that you get for making available the light forever. So how do we define, which, you know, from what point forward do, do companies actually contribute? Like, what's the well, distinction? I think, I think we, can, we can go with the assumption that every business has an impact and every investment has an impact. Um, it's very difficult to sell something to somebody who doesn't make a difference, but which doesn't make a difference. Um, that's just um, not a very compelling uh, selling proposition. The difference between impact investing and uh, responsible investing or, or any investment that is based on negative screening, filtering out uh, harmful uh, industries, things like that, is the intentionality. Mm. If you're an impact investor, you go into the business uh, in order to achieve a specific positive impact by what you're funding. And that makes the, that makes the difference in the investment approach. Is this why, uh, you know, when there's been recent debate over climate change and, you know, it's uh, whether it even exists or not and whether, it, whether we should be fighting climate change, that a lot of big businesses that you might have expected to uh, be in favor of carrying on as things are have actually said climate change is real and we believe a lot of innovative possibilities for us to essentially to make money out of it. Yeah, I think it's, it, this was indeed a very um, compelling um, observation that um, we all made in the market that uh, when it was announced uh, from several um, uh, dimensions that climate change didn't take place and it was an illusion or fake news or what have you, um, that companies that actually have been at the very heart of being called responsible through the business model for uh, climate change uh, have actually... Um, contradicted that statement said, well, we, we do believe that climate change is happening and we do believe that we have to change um, um, the, uh, the business models that we're working in. Now, the, they're not doing that because they don't believe that they can still make money on fossil fuels and things like that. But they have done that because they know that the opportunity that they can pursue in alternative business models is bigger than what they can preserve in what they're doing right now. Well, that actually makes me feel very warm and fuzzy, actually. Uli, thank you very much. Thank you. This was a Dictionary of Finance podcast from the European Investment Bank. We should thank Uli Grabenwater for talking to us about impact investing. And we should also, some of you might not have uh, noticed, but the technical side of this has been very good today because we've got an excellent technical engineer. Uh, it's actually, uh, she's flown all the way in from Estonia She's nine years old, and she's called Maya, and she's very, very good. I don't know how she found her way into the studio, but she's here anyway. So thank you, Maya. Uh, if you um, want to let us know about subjects that you would like us to handle on a dictionary of finance, 
any terms or, or things that you don't always understand when you're hearing people talk about finance or banking or economics, then be in touch with us on Twitter. I'm at EIBMatt, E-I-B-M-A-T-T. And Alar is at? At Alar Tankler, A-L-L-A-R-T-A-N-K-L-E-R. Also, I keep reminding you to subscribe to our podcast and uh, rate us on on the various podcast platforms. We keep asking people to rate us, and they uh, they haven't been rating us that much. So maybe someone who's completely irresistible could ask people to rate us. Uh, Maya? Rate my daddy's podcast. Yeah, you've got to do it now. So rate it. <laughs> Come on. Otherwise, Maya will be very disappointed. <laughs>